Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by a singer-songwriter whose new album, Songs on a Wire, is out right now for you to enjoy. Please welcome the absolutely incredible Christovam. Hello. Hi. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited. Um, I absolutely love the album. Thank you, man. That's very kind of you. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a joy to be here. So diving right into this, uh, tell me if you could collaborate with any musician living or dead, who would it be? Hmm. Uh, I'd say, I don't know. It's, it's kind of unfair to only pick one because I got, I've got quite a few favorite ones out there. Um, but I'd say like one that I have massive respect, uh, would be, um, Gregory Allen Isakoff. That's kind of like a big one for me. So describe songs on a wire using only one word. Hmm. Um, one word. That's a hard one, man. Uh, let me, let me think for a bit. Um, songs on a wire, one word. I guess I'd go with happy. Like um, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of has uh kind of has happy vibes through it, or maybe retro a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, one of those. One of those would work. <laughs> Who is an artist that if they popped into this Zoom right now and said, "I need you to go on tour with me right now," who are you dropping everything for? Oh, I, I also have a few for for that category as well. I'd go with uh, let's see, Leaf Volbeck is kind of also a big one for me at the moment. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? I'd like it to be more about the music and less about the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd <I'll> change. <laughs> What's a venue that you would give anything to perform in? I have two, actually, that fall into that category. So in Europe, it would be Paradiso in Amsterdam. Uh, 
Um, and um, in uh, America, it will be Red Rocks, I think. What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Uh, question too much what I'm doing. Um, and, th and that's kind of like the biggest rival of writing songs is when you start questioning. You should only, you should, uh, you should always shoot first and ask questions later when, when it comes to songwriter, songwriting. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I can be a little too conscious about it. And uh, that's usually when I don't finish songs. What's a song that anytime you hear it on like the radio or streaming or something, you go, damn, I wish I had written that. Uh, Jolene by Ray Lamontagne. That's such a great song. Describe your perfect day. Perfect day. Okay. It's a day on the road uh, to me. Like I, I love being on the road. I love, uh, especially when it's with, uh, with other people that I, that I enjoy spending time with. So yeah, day on the road. And if, uh, if I get to have like my favorite musicians around and, and maybe drag my wife also into touring, then, then yeah, that's a perfect day for me. What's a song lyric, yours or someone else's, that's always stuck with you? Well, uh, Rocket Man is kind of one of those lyrics that I think will always resonate with me. What's your favorite cuss word? The, can I use one from my country? <laughs> and I'm allowed to say it like this? I'd say for this. It's kind of like, uh, it, it would mean, fuck that. <laughs> what is something that people would be surprised that you own? I have a, a seven-inch jukebox. Um, yeah, yeah. Still been on the family for a while, and uh, since my grandfather, actually. And it's actually a big part of of um of how i got into music so we still own that and yeah that is pr probably my favorite uh belonging of the entire thing the the entire amount of things that i own describe your music using only colors only colors for, for this record i go with the exact same colors that the artwork has which are gold and pink so let's say hypothetically you're putting together like a super group who are the other members? I don't know. I'd go with probably, uh, so on drums, I'd have Tim Hart, who produced my record, because he's like the insanely talented drummer. Um, on guitars, on guitars, let me think. I'd have Jason Isbell. And on bass, um, on bass, I'd have the guy from flight that i don't know his name because i'm absolutely obsessed with this band at the moment and he's he's got such a killer bass sound uh, let me see let me check the name of the bass player because this is totally unfair to not know his name so i'll just nick hill that's the guy that i would put on bass yeah so let's say that the music industry big wigs came down from their ivory tower and they pushed a mountain of cash at you and they said you're allowed to cover one song from any artist catalog money is no option we're going to record it do a music video the whole thing what song do you pick i shouldn't be saying this but i, I i'm actually thinking about covering this song though it, i would go with landslide by fleetwood mac 
<laughs> yeah, I love that song, man. <laughs> What's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? I'd go with uh, Luna from Songs on a Wire. Uh, and uh, I'd I, I try to match that with Twin Peaks. <laughs> so this uh, next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Um, I've got three of the most cliche questions that all musicians get asked uh, in interviews. And I will let you pick the one that you would like to answer. And your choices are, who are your musical influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? Um, I'd go, I'll go with what got me started in music. Okay, so for that question, I'll go back to my grandfather, who is kind of this uh, radio pioneer uh, here in the Atlantic Ocean. He start, he's one of the founders of the second oldest radio in the Atlantic. And he, um, he, like he hand built um, like the first signal transmitter that that radio owned. And he was like a, a genius of, of, uh, of elect electronics and anything related with radio, whether, whether it would be like tube amplifiers or, or, you know, things like that. Um, and he left a, a big record collection um, behind my dad, I think, got his musical taste from him and started. Uh, my dad is kind of obsessed with Pink Floyd. <laughs> he also he also uh, listens to a lot of Dire Straits and Supertramp and and Police and and um, you know all all these great bands. And and I grew up listening to to those bands with with my father, and uh, we used that seven inch jukebox um that i mentioned previously and um and and uh and you know that was a big part of me starting to love music so i didn't have much of of, of anyone in my family that would play music um but my dad had a good friend um his name was uh, george perich and he was uh is a fabulous guitar player and he would come to our house parties and and play those songs that i would hear in those records you know he he would play pink floyd and our straits and, and and stuff like that and it was kind of fascinating for me as a, as a kid to watch him play so i started developing this this um desire to play guitar and uh, i started from that so when i was 11 i got my first guitar from, from uh, uh, at Christmas and then I started playing he taught me wish you were here by Pink Floyd I had another friend who was learning he taught me come as you are by Nirvana <laughs> and and that was that those were like the two only songs that I knew how to play at at first and then I started like trying to to, to play other stuff um quickly became obsessed with doing my own melodies that led into writing my own songs and then because i didn't know anyone who could record them i ended up trying to record them by myself and that and that led to wanting to hear other instruments in my songs i didn't know other musicians so i had to learn those instruments as well and um and when i was 16 like i had my my myspace flooded with with these demos of terrible songs uh and uh, and and uh 
yeah, from there on, music became my passion and, and all I could think of and do. So I don't, I, I was in a couple of, of uh, pop punk bands when I was a teenager, <laughs> which is something that I don't think you can hear in my music anymore, but that was a part of, of, of me growing up. Um, and, and, and then uh, I think when I sort of matured, I started enjoying a lot more like singer songwriter stuff. Um, which is kind of what I try to do at the moment. Do you have any um, like strange pre-show rituals? My vocal warm-up is kind of uh, uh, a traumatic thing to watch. <laughs> That's something that I tend to do more and more, and I usually make a toast before going on stage with whoever's on me, or whoever's with me at, at backstage. So I'll go um, and drink a bit of port wine. Uh, or or whiskey uh, before going on stage, but not, nothing like severely strange. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Definitely an artist. How many alarms does it take to get you out of bed in the morning? One, and sometimes I'll actually wake up before the alarm clock starts, uh, which is a curse actually, because I love I love sleeping, but it's it's getting harder, man. Uh, people say it gets harder when you get older. So I'm, I guess I'm, yeah, I guess I'm getting older uh, because I tend to wake up before the alarm clock these days. What do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? I guess, I guess the biggest misconception would be that if you're a musician, you have to be a famous person. Uh, and, and, and that is totally not true. And, and there's also this misconception that musicians are all like, um, or, or at least successful musicians are all like big stars with, with fantasy lives. And the majority of, of the musicians out there who are making a living out of it are just people like anyone else. And, um, and yeah, so and, and most of them make a career and are not even recognized in, in the streets most of the time, you know, so unless you're talking about like stadium artists and things like that. But like I have friends who have pretty successful careers and tour Europe, always have packed venues, but they walk on the streets and people don't know them, you know. So so it's yeah, I'd say it's that like uh, you don't need to be like super famous to to be a musician. What moment in your career are you most proud of? So there was this thing that I won in 2018. So, you know, uh, just to, to, to sort of uh, clarify this, I'm, I'm from the Azores. So it's, I grew up in an island, like in, literally in the middle of the Atlantic. So when I grew up, there was not much that around that you could aspire to in terms of getting exposure. So I started applying for contests songwriting contests because that was a way to sort of break that barrier that massive sea barrier that i had between my little island and the rest of the world not because i enjoyed contests because i really don't like competition in in any art form but you know i had to do that and so so i had a this I, 2017 i think actually uh, there's this songwriting competition called international songwriting competition um, where the judges on the year that I, that I actually applied for it, um, had a lot of people that I have great respect for. So one of them was Tom Waits, 
Redley Phillips was also there. Um, Keen, you know, a lot of songwriters that I like highly respect their career. And um, I knew that they would only like judge the final 10 songs. So, but there were 16,000 songs applying to that contest. Um, and my only goal was to try to squeeze my song into that top 10 thing. And I actually ended up um, getting into that top 10, which in itself was like a crazy party for me at home. Um, and, uh, and like a month later, I found out that I had won the category of unsigned artists, uh, which was like, it, it completely blew, blew my mind. Like I, I really, it was an important moment for me because I felt like I was on a, you know, I, I felt like I was on the right track with my songwriting. Um, which, which was super important because I was, you know, I'm from that Island, you know, so to get that sort of validation from, from people that you admire, that was pretty important and pretty big to me. That was a a great moment. What is the first song that you remember hearing? It would have to be Pink Floyd, uh, whether it would be wish you were here or, or comfortably numb. So it would probably be one of those two songs that I remember my parents always, you know, my, when I say my dad is obsessed with Pink Floyd, I really mean that. Like when I was a child, he would push me to the couch and we would sit there, both of us watching the VHS for the concert that Pink Floyd did uh, on Berlin, you know, the, the wall uh, after the wall finally collapsed. And, um, and that was a very strong part of my childhood. So I'll, I'll go with, with, with one of at least the song from that was played on on that concert if you could start your career over from the moment that you decided to pursue music would you do anything differently um i'd be sure to that's that's kind of a hard one uh because my case is kind of kind of different but but like i started playing music with with a group of people who were super important to me and helped me develop uh, as a musician uh but then I, I came to i sort of came to a point where where i really wanted to do this professionally and and other people in the band had jobs and um that was the moment that i actually was led into trying to go solo because i realized that i couldn't drag those people out of their out of their uh out of their jobs as much as i love them uh, and so i'd just be I don't know. Maybe I would, I would, I would do it all again the way that I did. But I, I would be a little bit. I would try less to to change people, and and, and if that makes any sense, like uh, you know, you sort of, you cannot, you cannot drive people to have the same, uh, the same amount of motivation as you. What keeps you up at night? When I have like a big, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I hate being on television. Like I, I, I really hate it. Uh, like it's not, it's, it's, there's something about cameras that really, like I can, I can be in front of 7,000 people performing a show and, and feel all right about it the day before. But if, if but if it's like, uh, uh, going on TV, that will get me like, uh, a night of not sleeping, uh, which, which actually happened last week. So it's, it's kind of something that the years, have been going by and I don't I can't seem to shake it out of my system uh, so yeah I, I'd say going on TV is something that keeps me up at night would you ever consider um, and this is 
interesting given given your last answer. Uh, would you ever consider trying acting? Absolutely not. <laughs> As you can imagine. <laughs> so tell the folks listening at home and all over the world about uh, Songs on a Wire. So Songs on a Wire is a record that was tracked. It's my second record, uh, and it was tracked in 2021. Um, uh, it was produced by my good friend, Tim Hart, uh, who's also a very good songwriter, and uh, he's the drummer for Australian band Boy and Bear. Um, we were meant to track this record in um, in Australia, uh, but because because of the the pandemic, Australia had its borders closed for a very long time, so I couldn't really get into the country. So we decided uh, that maybe Tim should fly over to Portugal and we we'd work on the record uh, in my island. Um, uh, but if he did that, he was also it was also mandatory to, for him to stay uh one month in quarantine in sydney which was like insanely expensive and it would also keep him a long time away from his family so we decided to just do this thing online uh through zoom sessions and and a couple of ways that we found to work together and for a period of like four to five months i would I, i'd set my alarm clock at 4 a.m wake up um be working at dawn with him uh, so that I could match his his uh, his schedule. And we'd work these songs um, over Zoom, like lyrics, structures. Then I invested some of that money that I had uh, for for the for going to Australia. I actually purchased uh, a bunch of studio gear um, to complement what I already had. And, and, and we and we worked uh, remotely. I would tra uh, track guitar, send it over to him. He would track drums, send them over to me. And we sort of went on this ping pong virtual thing uh, for a long time. And, uh, you know, five months later, we had a record. Uh, and that's how the name Songs on a Wire um, came to be. Like, I, I could picture these, this wire connecting one side of the world to the other and songs just kind of going back and forth on it. and. Um, and yeah, here we are, Songs on a Wire. And where can people get their hands on it? So Songs on a Wire is available on all digital platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, you name it. And uh, we also have it uh, on physical. Uh, we did a 180-gram vinyl edition of it uh, that is available on uh, on my website, Bandcamp, and Shopify. Um we also have it on CD. You can always, you can also get it there. Uh, all purchases on my on my uh, website uh, usually go uh, signed uh, and with a personal uh, thank you note that I usually write to everyone who who purchases via uh, my online stores. You can also get it at uh, some some of the record shops in Europe, of course. So you can find me at Instagram, Facebook. Or YouTube, uh, if you just use uh, the name of uh, of the the um, like Instagram.com slash Christopher Music, and the same would apply for Facebook or YouTube. Thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your day to talk to me a little bit. Um, I have enjoyed this immensely, and the album is fantastic. Thank you so much, man. It was a true joy talking with you, and the song, the questions were great. Um, yeah, hope to get to do this sometime again in the future. <laughs>
This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.